Pittsburgh Steeler fans, we are here, we are live, and we have a very special guest. I am Dave Schofield, co-editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. I am joined by our podcast producer, Brian Anthony Davis, but we don't really care about us right now because we want to introduce our special guest, Steelers legend, Ike legend. Taylor. Yes. Legend. Ike, how are you doing today? I don't know about legend, but yeah. You know, it's always good to be a Pittsburgh Steelers, so I appreciate the compliment. Well, you are definitely a legend in our eyes, and we're glad to have you. Uh, from the day you were drafted in 2003, um, from the time you retired after 12 great years with the Steelers and two world championships, um, it is our pleasure. And everybody in the live chat's really excited to have you on here as well, Ike. So thank you for joining us today. Uh, no problem. Anytime. And and there goes Brian trying to impress you with his extensive Steelers knowledge. But uh, that's kind of how we are around here. We kind of keep it light and have a good time. But we're going to dive right in and, and ask some questions. I'm just going to – I'm not going to beat around the bush. Okay. We're going to talk 2020 Steelers. Okay. We have their their secondary has really seen a resurgence, you know, after in 2019 and then into 2020. How does that compare, do you think, from the secondary from when you played? I don't think you can really compare the secondary. The reason why I don't feel like you can right now is the experience we had together. Yes. You know, between Troy and I, we came in and we left out together. We played 12 years together. Um, that's that's kind of hard to put a Joe Hayden and a, and a Nelson and a Minka and those guys and, and try to compare, you know, because the experience factor. During the time of free agency, you know, everybody get to go wherever they want to go. Yeah. Um, a lot of us, a few of us stayed because we wanted to play with each other. So, uh, but just looking at what they're doing right now, it's a good thing to see. You know, don't forget Coach Tomlin is a secondary guy. Yeah. So, Coach T, that's his expertise, the, the secondary. And uh, he he's came up he came up with a heck of a secondary his last couple of years. Coach T pretty much found what he was looking for between corners and safeties. You know, so um, I, I don't want to compare because I think it's unfair what I'm seeing from them. Yeah. You know, right now, um, I'm seeing Steelers of, Steelers of, Steelers of old yeah. is what I'm saying. You know, that's that's what I know a Pittsburgh Steelers defense look like, especially the secondary. And, you know, let's talk about that secondary here, Ike. I, I want to, you know, jump ahead to Terrell Edmonds. Um, is he living up to the draft selection or would – because Steeler Nation and the media look at him being a first-round draft pick and they uh, don't give him the respect that I feel that he deserves as far would have he been better off being a third round draft pick with the Steelers? Um, because it seems like, uh, you know, the fans are tough on him. It's the consistency with him. You know what I'm saying? He, he show he shows flashes and he makes the plays, but you know, every, every first round pick ain't going to be the first round pick you're expecting, you know, and, and, and for T and for Terrell, um, he can't help you went first round. Like we we yeah. be getting mad at guys, you know. You might have a third round draft grade on them. Somebody might snug up on them like Pittsburgh did did and went first round. So you you really can't get mad at the guy. I think it's the consistency part with T. T got to be consistent like Minka. You know the reason why Minka is Minka because Minka's just consistent. You know so, and that's what T got to understand. And and I think bringing Minka. You know, to that secondary, Terrell is looking at the consistency you need um, to play in the league for a long time. All these, you know, good games, bad games, or so-so games, and no consistency. You won't last. I don't care what round you is. So I, I think, you know, he, 
I think from what I see, that's that's what I'm. That's what the Pittsburgh Nation is looking for. That's what his coaching staff is looking for. It's the consistency that he needs to bring. Whether you're a first or a sixth round, it's just that consistency you need to bring to the table. And that's what I think T needs to do because I know he can do it. Yeah, and what's unusual with him is if, if you're talking about just um, – of course, we know the secondary is more than just the four guys because of the sub-packages. But if you look at just the four main two corners, two safeties, he's the only guy as a projected starter for 2020 who the Steelers who the Steelers drafted. You know, they've, they've compiled this. That's a lot different from when you played because you guys were mainly guys that, that the Steelers took in the draft. So it, it's kind of a difference there. And I, I think sometimes he's held somewhat differently just because he was a draft pick and not someone that, that they picked up. So um, how do you feel about them putting that secondary together more through free agency than through the draft? Because they tried and they missed out on the in the draft. Yeah. Let's be honest. Pittsburgh, they, 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 was, missing, they was missing out for these drafts, you know, so – and, it, and it's rare, and that was the frustrating part about it, you know, between me, Deshae Townsend, Ricardo Copley, Copley, Brian McFadden, you know, it's it's a lot. We, you know, we got drafted. Yeah. You know, it, we're 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 Pittsburgh bred. We're Pittsburgh born. You know, it was it was it, it was very random for us to go get a guy outside. You know, the two guy, the one guy they did have was, you know, Dwayne Dwayne Washington at the time. You know, they drafted mm-hmm. Chad Scott back in the day and they wind up getting Dwayne Washington. But other than that, we, we kind of kept it in the family. Um, we got Teron Carter, Chris Hope, uh, TC, Teron Carter. He came from, from Minnesota, but we felt like he was one of us, you know? So it was just rare. Um, I mean, we can go down the line with corners. I mean, it, we was drafting two <laughs> or three corners, you know, Keenan, Keenan Allen, we was drafting two, Keenan Lewis, we was drafting two or three corners a year. I was like, dang, y'all just going to keep driving the corners. Y'all don't like what I'm doing. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but Cortez, Allen, like, we, we, we can go down the line. But all, all of us was was Pittsburgh born. Um, it's not like that right now. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's, and, it's, and it's through for agency. But they hit. They, they, they hit on three guys right now. Between Joe, you know, old school Joe, man, I would love to play with Joe. You know, I would love to play with Joe between Joe because I watched him in Cleveland. I watched how he was locking down in Cleveland. It, it was his swag. It, I watched him at Florida, and then you got Nelson. You know, he's. I feel like he's. I feel like he's me. He doesn't get the credit he deserves. You know, but just from a coaching staff and people around the league, they know well about Nelson. Um, we all know what Minka doing. Yeah. You know, we 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 know. You know, Mink Mink is one of us. Lo, so all them guys I'm naming. Out the four, you know, Terrell is Pittsburgh born. Everybody else is some kind of like stepchild. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yes, yeah, what you mean. But but to me, I feel like they're stillers because yeah. we always, as players, looked in the draft. Who was one of us? Who would we draft? You know, mm-hmm. and, and that's the first thing. What it used to be, and I don't see us getting back to that. Their front office, they, they didn't care about size. They didn't care about height. They didn't care about speed. Kevin Cole in that front office, there was who 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 was a stealer. And and that was engraved in us as players. Like, is he a stealer or not? It, point blank. I don't care what position. And it's just something about being a Pittsburgh, being a Pittsburgh stealer. So 
you know, um, they went through free agency, but I feel like the guys they got on the secondary end, they're Pittsburgh Steelers. Very good. That that is so awesome. And uh, one guy who is synonymous with being a Pittsburgh Steeler is Ben Roethlisberger. And if we can ask you about Ben Roethlisberger's return, and uh, what should we realistically be thinking about with Ben coming back? I everyone's saying thirty eight, major surgery. Can he come back and be even better than he was uh, the last couple of years? It's his presence. You know, you got to take the athletic ability out of it. You you got to take the arm strength out of it. It's his knowledge and his presence. It's his it's his experience. I mean, the man. What, what is it going on? You're sixteen, seventeen. Yeah. Yes. You 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 can't you can't you can't coach that. You can't script that. So that's what seven is bringing to the table. Is it's it's the playing hurt. You know, it took it took seven the elbow injury to really not play. Uh, throughout my career, seven and played through some injuries. You know, mm-hmm. and only seven can do that because. He was engraved. That's that's a Pittsburgh still. Like I couldn't, you couldn't get another quarterback and be like, "Oh yeah, man, we we would have won these games with such and such." It's like seven, seven is a he's a yinzer. <laughs> yes, you, you know what I'm saying. Like that's, oh that's, yeah, that's seven. So what seven is bringing to the table, it's not going to be the seven of old. It's the knowledge up top. It's the wisdom. It's the it's the calming them down in crucial moments. You know what I'm saying? Like. It's the confidence he's going to give. And a coach can't coach that with seven is bringing to the table right now, especially with this young receiving core. So that's 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 what you're going to love. That's what you're going to like about seven. It's, it's going to be, okay, let me slow everything down to y'all in the fourth quarter when we down by three. And, you know, we got a minute and 27 left, and we got to let me slow it down. Let me put y'all in the matrix. And I'm going to take over. Let me put y'all in the matrix. So that's we, we can't expect the old athletic – Seven. I mean, he's still he's still a big guy to bring down, but it's 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 what Coach T calls it. It's from the neck up, what seven is bringing yeah. to the table. Yeah, we we can't wait to see him back out there on the field here this coming season. But you you mentioned the young receiver, so we're going to do a little bit of an exercise here, oh. and um, and you can answer these quick or anything you want to do. We're going to bring up some of these receivers for the Steelers, and I'm curious if any of them remind you in their playing style or anything of anyone that you matched up against in your playing days. Okay. If you understand with it. So we'll, we'll start off simple. Juju Smith-Schuster. And he reminds you of anyone you lined up against? Juju is a – Juju – Juju is a – it's Heinz Ward. Okay. Heinz Ward. Like, Juju Juju could have played with us. And it, that's how – when I say play with mm-hmm. us, like, with the, how the rules have, have changed now, uh, if Juju was back in the early 2000s with us, Juju, Juju, Juju would have caused hell. He's, <laughs> he, he's just—he's a—he's an aggressive receiver. He's a big physical, and that was Hines. Hines was yeah. a big guy. Hines' mentality made him big. You know, when you got yeah. guys on defense, knowing what number eighty-six was because they didn't want to get cracked and get put to sleep. You know, that's—that's that's what Hines brought to the table. You know, so Hines wasn't the fastest. Juju not the fastest, but Hines knew how to get open. You know, Hines wanted the clutch moments all the time. That's 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 all he wanted. But I'll be damned if that boy wasn't physical. But that boy was physical as heck, and that's what oh, Juju yeah. brings to the table. Excellent. All right, Deontay Johnson. 
Um, reminds me, he's a lighter version of San Antonio Holmes. Okay, you know, we've so heard he's a, that. He's a, he's, a, he's, a, he's, a, he's a mix. He's a mix between Randall L. If if you have a baby and you put a Randall L, you put a sprinkle of Randall L and a sprinkle of San Antonio Holmes, there you go with Johnson. All right, there you go. Well, that so Brian, I, I think you were the one who said that one in a previous show that we did. So I gotta, yeah, I, I, I gotta give you some I'm feeling good. That one. <laughs> so okay, um, how, how about James Washington? Oof. You you we we haven't we we have we haven't seen in James like James is old school country strong. <laughs> yeah. I, you know I, what I'm I see what you mean there. Yeah, he'll, oh, I grew up in the country. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, he he's a little bit different. He he's a he's a bare knuckle guy. Yeah, like, don't MMA me, don't box me. We fighting bare knuckles. <laughs> you know what this I'm is saying? awesome. And, and I haven't, I haven't, I haven't, I've had some dogs like that. I'm just talking about just like natural brute strength. Just if if you just look at his story, what he did is you know going on his dad's farm and just losing weight and just it's it's a difference between being weight room strong and country strong. He he he's grandpa strong. <laughs> you know I, that's a great way to put it, grandpa and, strong. And, I like and, that. And, and that's and that's what he is. And I really can't compare him with nobody, but um, I like what I see in James. Like James was starting mm-hmm. to break out last year. Yeah, here, yeah, because he, I mean, he did lead, lead the Steelers in receiving yards. Um, here's one that's going to be a little bit tough because you, you know, you don't have anything in the NFL to go with by other than just some practice time and everything else. What about Chase Claypool? Anything that you've seen from him? Um, uh, don't know how much you've seen from him. Claypool, Claypool is, um, um, Claypool. Claypool is the just style body wise. So mm-hmm. his style and body type, I mean to say, he's LeBron James playing receiver. <laughs> okay. I'm, 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 never, I'm, not, wow. I'm, not, I'm not trying to compare her to compare him to LeBron. I'm just saying if you look at his build, because he's a big guy. Yeah. You know, so he he's really a basketball player playing football. He just so happened to be super aggressive. If you just watch some of his tapes. From Notre Dame, you know, and that's and we always talk about stuff people don't see, the little things mm-hmm. like for, for corners for us, we had to tackle. Coach LeBeau's like, if you ain't tackling, you ain't playing in his defense. If you if you watch how he blocks, that's an attitude, that's a want to. You know, this this man blocks like he's either trying to block you out the play, block you out the screen or the videotape that they're uh taping. Or he's trying to block you to make you understand he ain't got time for you, and it's and it's something like saying "little boy," you know. So that's the mentality. By the way, I can go up on the rim if you want me to jump jump forty six inches. I can go and get this ball up top of the backboard and catch it for you, seven. Um, I've been watching like some of the highlights, and most of the time they've been high balls. Yeah, that seven has been throwing to him. Um, a guy who can. It's hard for tall guys who can adjust their body. You know, he's 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 one of them. You know, whether it's a back shoulder fade, whether it's a a, a deep ball, whether he's covered and he got to go get it, 
And one thing y'all got to start paying attention to, and I've been telling the media guys this for a while, you pay attention to players who talk about other players. They're telling you the story because they're mm -hmm. around them 24-7. Heck with the coaches. <laughs> Listen to how players talk about other players. When I heard Joe Hayden say, this yes. going to be a problem, he sees them every day. What is Joe? What is Joe? 10th year, 11th year? So Joe, yes. Joe, yes. Joe know what he's talking about. As soon as I heard that, I said, okay, he, if Joe said he's going to be a problem, he the real deal. Yeah, I mean, that's something that, that we had said where, you know, he could be like, oh, yeah, that, you know, the rookie made a nice play on me or something. You know, he, he's, he doesn't have to say a thing, but he went out of his way to say he's going to be a problem for the other team. That, that was great. Um, how about another new Steeler? What about Eric Ebron as a tight end? We, we'll see. You know, two, what is, was it two years ago with E? E, yeah. e tore it up with touchdowns. Oh, 13. You know, E tore it up with touchdowns. So it's time to tell with E. Of course, we know his athletic ability. All this, what I saw what Pittsburgh was doing for that offense, it was just bringing it back to when Seven was a rookie. And they mm -hmm. understand Seven ain't Seven, the, a young Seven. Mm -hmm. Big Ben ain't a young Big Ben no more. But here's what we're going to do. We had Heath Miller. We had Antoine Randall L. We had Hans Ward. We had Plex, Plex left. One of them having San Antonio Holmes. After San Antonio Holmes, you give them a loaded backfield. So you pick up another Watt in the backfield. Got James Conner. Then you go out on draft you another running back. You got Snells. So mm -hmm. when I'm looking at them, I say, okay, they getting back to really helping seven out. Yeah. You know, and how you really help seven out? You give seven two tight ends. He's hell. Seven really haven't had two, two, two legit. So you got Vance and you got E, you know what I'm saying? Then yeah. you you really really from what I see, what they're doing and surrounding Big Ben with it's seven calling his own plays, man. Hey, <laughs> yeah. Coach Randy. We, we 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 keep saying he's he's really the unofficial offensive coordinator. Yeah, of the time. Hey, Coach Randy, I love you to death, but uh, seven. <laughs> Seven calling these plays, and and I'm saying this high seven, this high seven will be like Coach Randy gonna give him a script of plays, but Coach Randy is not on the field, so only yeah. only the guys on the field can get a feel. Okay, this how the tempo going today gonna be a run day. My offensive line got big holes. I got my running back in the rhythm. I know we scripted, or we might have planned that you know, 300 yards passing, 400 yards passing, but today today feel like a a 250, 275 run game today. And you only get that feel when you're on the field. And that's what seven they, and that's the expertise seven is gonna bring to the table. You know it? And you know Coach T gonna love it. Cause that's one thing about Coach T. Coach T catching a guy who's who has a high IQ from the neck up. He just let that guy be that guy and that's seven. You mentioned Vance McDonald. So uh, we're going to continue this going. Who does Vance remind you of, Ike? Oh, man. Um, Vance is just Vance. It's, it's, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. <laughs> and that's not a bad thing. It's being... not. It's not. Vance, is, he, he's his own. You know, it's hard for me to compare. Vance, you know, I, I had Heath Miller, man. And y'all know, y'all know, <laughs> y'all know what Heath was bringing to the table, man. Like, 
Heath ain't want no gloves. He was another old school. He ain't want no gloves. All he wanted to do was block you into the ground before and after the whistle. By the way, I'm gonna catch touchdowns. Like he 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 Heath was Kittles before Kittles. I tell you that hmm. right now. That that's that's who Heath Miller was. You know, between blocking and catching. You know, that's he but Vance. Vance, man, Vance got a lot of, he got a lot of attitude. And that's what you gotta have at that tight end. You know, yeah. he got a he got a lot of attitude. So, you know, I'm I'm like I'm liking what I'm saying in Vance, but I really can't compare with him right now. Hey, that's that's fine. We we understand that. But um what want to shift gears here a little bit and um something that, that uh that will well, let's do this. This is a question that Brian asked some uh, on a show of his last week, and that is right now, if you know, if something happens where he doesn't if he doesn't have another game based on his resume right now, is Mike Tomlin a Hall of Fame coach? 100 percent why, why, why is it? I mean, you, you just, you, 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 all you did was verify what we, what we said. Yeah, <laughs> look at Coach Cowell's resume. Now look yeah. at Coach Tomlin's resume. They got the same resume. Yeah. They got the same resume. You know, but Coach T never, man, you know how hard it is not to ever have a losing season? <laughs> I, I used Amazing. to coach high school football. I, you know, I know, you know how hard how, that is. <laughs> you, you, you know, you know, he could have had his first losing season last year. By going four deep at the quarterback position, and the man still wind up going eight and eight. You know how hard that is. You got got you got coaches who have starters at quarterback who can't even get eight and eight, go seven yeah. and nine. Man, you know how that that showed me last year, which I thought he should have got coach of the year. That showed, that showed me last year how Coach T is a hell of. I already knew he was a hell of a coach, but what he had to work with last year at that quarterback position. Man, that showed me and his coaching staff it, that, that how coach he was and how that how good that coaching staff was to give themselves and Pittsburgh the nation a opportunity to make the playoffs. Yeah, and um, I, I want to follow up with something like that. Do you think the rest of this team was kind of built stronger going through what they went through without seven in there last year? One hundred percent. You know, so one, so one, I keep one, wanting to say that too. That I'm like, this is going to make them one, better this year. Once, because you, you got young guys who probably wouldn't have played that played. Mm-hmm. Um, you got a defense who had to get stout. Because yes. when you when you got seven, you can get relaxed a little bit. So now you got a defense that had to get stout. So the defense, don't forget, Pittsburgh got <laughs> Pittsburgh got the most first rounders on that defense in the NFL yeah. in, the, in the world. Yeah, in the in world, the world. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a good in, way. In I mean, I think what it like is seven, it ever like seven my, to eight? First yeah, it's, on that defense? it's crazy. I'm, I'm yeah, talking there's, about starters, yeah, starters, yeah, because um, it's because you got to think about who wasn't. It's not to it, it's not, not Vince Williams, it's not Vince Williams, right. It's not Nelson, um, Nelson. Okay, so now we're talking about Bud, TJ, yeah, that's Daniel. it. So you're talking eight. Yeah, I mean, if, especially if uh, Tyson Alualu is going to, if he's yeah. the starter, knows he's another first yeah. rounder. So, so you know that that defense has stout man. That defense got so stout last year. That defense got so they got real stingy. They got stingy last year. Um, that O line, even though it was nicked up, you know they handle their business because you got to mm-hmm. protect. It's a different. 
cadence. It's a different protection call. It's a different mindset. It's a different feel for when you're used to one quarterback. Mm-hmm. The O-line went four deep with the quarterbacks, man. So picture how well put they had to be in them 16 games. You know what I'm saying? So let's mm-hmm. we got we got to tip our hat to the to the old line as well to have a different cadence, a different quarterback, um, a different a guy with different mobility. Man, it's hard. And 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 they gave and they gave all four quarterbacks an opportunity. You know what I'm saying? So you know, again, man, I can't say enough about Coach T, man. Coach T, I felt like he should have won it um, last year just off of what he had and what he what he was about to do. I think no boys was a couple of plays away from making the playoffs. You know, yeah. so um, shout out to Coach T and that coaching staff. Absolutely. I'm so glad you said that because that's something we have been preaching for the longest time that not many coaches, he was one of the only coaches that have, could have kept that team together. Oh, and yeah. to uh, still be eight and five with three games to go, absolutely incredible. Oh, yeah. You mentioned the defense. So I'm going to ask you about the defense. I have a guy in mind that I'm thinking of here, but who do you think that this defense can't live without? Cam. Okay. <laughs> I mean, Cam, Cam is, they can't, they can't live. Like, Cam is the, Cam is the heart and soul of that defense. Well, you know, thank you. You just, he's, He's he's and Cam Cam isn't Cam isn't like the most athletic guy you want to see, but golly, he always grading out in your ninety percentile every game. You know he he know where he needs to be. He get a feel for it. He's in the middle. You know you know you know Cam Cam know where the linebacker and a secondary guy needs to be. I don't think too many people know how smart and how good of an IQ Cam is. Like. Every every play, he know when we played, and then when I had a young Cam, um, Coach Mitch had a defensive line. Y'all got to know every position, calls and all, and where all the guys need to be. So, when you when you want to talk about Cam, Cam ain't Cam got his position locked up. Mm-hmm. But he know where the line. He know where Devin Bush need to be. He know where T.J. White need to be. He know where Joe need to be. He know where Minka needs to be. So. That's 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 what you gotta love about Cam, but it's his motive. You know, it's it's it's, it's he's a technician. You know, who Cam reminds me of who was highly underrated, but Cam gets the pub that he needs. Aaron Smith. Yes. Yeah, I mean, Aaron Smith was he was a big, big piece of that defense, and he just his name just gets glossed over so many times. He was something. People, 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 but I, but the opponents, mm-hmm. they knew who they, he they was. Knew Smitty. We call used to call Aaron Smith Smitty. You best believe they knew who Smitty was at all time. And they used to always say, please don't wake him up. But I used to always get Smitty mad because I'd be talking smack to the offensive line <laughs> on the other side and be like, y'all know y'all can't check that boy right there, right? And he'd be like, all right, can you please just do the ball? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's great. So, um, let, let's go, let's, let's make sure we, we, we hit some things up here and there from, from back in your day. Um, I just out of curiosity, what do you, if, when they say, you know, with all your time with the Steelers, what, what would you call if someone said, I want a, 
one game to watch the film, and it's going to be my my Ike Taylor highlight film. What was your, in your opinion, your best game with the Steelers? Mm. Man, I think we played the Ravens for the third time in the playoffs mm -hmm. at home. Yeah. Man, I was in the zone. <laughs> I would, I, I, and I'd be trying to tell people that playoff experience in the Steel City, it's in the air. As soon mm -hmm. as you walk out the door, like, as soon, regular season is cool. But once you walk out the door in the air and the presence and the vibe, I tell people, like, it, it got my mind. I, I felt like I was in, in Gothic City. Yeah. And it's like all, all hell about to break loose. It's about to get real dreary for the opponent. You know, you, you kind of go, you got to go in that joker mode. You know, you know how crazy mm -hmm. joke is. Your mindset in the playoffs for the still city, you got to go Gothic on them. You know, and mm -hmm. it, it, I, you got you got to be there to feel it. You know, you 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 gotta you gotta you turn into a totally different person doing playoff time in the Steel City, but it's in the air. Yeah, you know you you ain't talking to your mama, you ain't talking to your girlfriend, you don't be bothered with nobody. It's it's I'm about to apply pressure on another man's life kind of mentality. When you want to talk about going into Heinz Field for the playoff, feel it. I'm just, as a fan that's been to playoff games, it's, it is something different. I can't imagine how it is for you guys out there on the field. It's just, it's, it's electric. And you mentioned earlier, Ike, that, uh, you know, being a Yinzer and being Pittsburgh born and bred, and how proud you are of that. And, you know, we know how fantastic we've heard everybody talk about how it is playing in the Steel City. But the question I have for you is you had a really, really special bond with the late chairman, Dan Rooney. Can, how did that come about? And can you expound on Dan? It just happened. You know, <laughs> Papa Rooney. Um, matter of fact, I called his phone. Like, I get I get sensitive when I talk about him because he, mm -hmm. he was just one of those guys I love, man. He just... He took me under his wing, and he carried me just, just, just mm -hmm. as a young man. You know, it, we can talk about sports all day, but that's why Pittsburgh is Pittsburgh because it started with Papa. You know, when you got a when you got a CEO slash owner who doors open, and when you hear other free agents coming from other teams, and you know, these man, I've never talked to the owner, I've never known the CEO. His doors always closed, like. Papa was just one of us. But then when you look at the history of Papa Rooney, it was he grew up around legends. And what I mean by legends was back in the day they 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 didn't they didn't fly, they went by train. So, mm -hmm. you know, he 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 had some of the players helping with his schoolwork, math, writing. So mm -hmm. he 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 was one of the players as a kid. So that's all that's all Papa knew. Was players. So when he got old, I, I see why he treated players like just one of his. We thought it was one of his kids. Like Paul Paul Rooney, you um, when it when it was time to handle business, I'm I'm sure the man handled business because I didn't seen him put his put his ride down to handle business when it came down to business. But just far as like an individual, man, I couldn't I couldn't play for I couldn't play for a better owner. Like, man, I played for a Hall of Fame owner 
I'm looking at two Hall of Fame coaches or uh, head coaches. I'm looking at Dick LeBeau. I'm looking at Russ Grimm. Man, I didn't play. I didn't play for so many Hall of Fame people. Man, I'm I'm unfortunate. I'm blessed. But Paul Rooney, he was just him and our relationship. It was it was different. I was a pallbearer. Yeah, I was a pallbearer for Paul Rooney. And now, now all the legends that walked through that locker room, through that facility, through that door. Make sure Ike Taylor is with my grandkids to the grave. Mm. Wow. That's – I don't know what to say after that. Yeah, that's that's just, absolutely oh my beautiful. It just, it just embraces what it's what the Pittsburgh Steelers really are and what sets them apart as an organization. Everybody knew how good our relationship was, but when they saw me with the grandkids as a pallbearer, they was like, oh, this was – this was more than what we ever yeah. thought or could imagine. Yeah. So, hey, we our, our live chat's uh, kind of buzzing here. A lot of them are uh, wanting to. They're they're talking about that interception. You know that uh, that you had. Yeah, we'll bring that up in just a minute, Brian. But but they're talking about that interception. The, the interception you had in the Super Bowl. Uh, what's it like getting an interception in the Super Bowl? I'm a part of history. Yeah. I mean, for the rest of my life, I'm a part of history. Then we wind up winning that game. I'm like, so I helped out a little bit. Yeah, (laughs) that's right. Because I finally caught one. Because I dropped the first one the first quarter. (laughs) I dropped one in the first quarter. Mm -hmm. And they they saw it. I I knew it was coming. They saw the same Coach Coach, Coach LeBeau called the same defense. I saw the same formation. And I knew exactly. I said, I can't drop this. I knew exactly where he was going. And uh, I wind up catching. I was like, oh, damn. I'm a part of history, so yeah. Um, that's on my resume. Not a lot of people can say that. Oh. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just very thankful I contribute to uh to to one of them, you know, trophies up on the second floor on the south side in Pittsburgh, PA. That's right. And Donald Nolan in our live chat says Bob Labriola has said that if there was a defensive MVP in that Super Bowl, it would have been Ike Taylor. Yeah, they, but practice, practice. They went at me because uh, we knew the game plan. The game plan for Seattle was to go at Ike. That, that was their game plan. So I, I, I guarantee you, every 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 pass that was thrown was my way. So, so they was preparing me for that Super Bowl. So getting to the Super Bowl, like after the first quarter, I'm like, oh, this this what it is. Like I didn't went through practice. I didn't got damn that seventy balls thrown my way. So let's rock and roll. Hey. Big players step up on the big stage. That's that's how it works. Um, we we did have someone that uh, did do a super chat question that they wanted to bring up. I'm not going to say the name. I'm not going to mess that one up. <laughs> um, he wants to know if you've ever been approached by Old Spice for the endorsement with your swagger persona. Persona. No, nah, <laughs> they, they need they need to highlight me though. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that would be great. Um, I have one other thing that I, I know we want to let you go here soon. So one of the things that we kind of do on, on our family of podcasts is a lot of times we refer to people using their middle names mm-hmm. and like we won Benjamin Todd Roethlisberger and Brian Anthony Davis likes one Mike or Michael Petaway Tomlin. We just uncovered that one the other day. We didn't know that. <laughs> as far as I know, where we get this from, it just says Ivan Taylor. Right. Is that so, true? So my, my middle name is Ike. It's Ivan. Okay, so, so it is Ivan, really Ivan Ike Taylor. Ike Taylor. 
Yes. Okay, See, I didn't know if Ike, that's what Brian said. I didn't know if they were saying that Ike was, you know, the nickname for Ivan or if yeah, that so my, really was your middle name. So after my dad, my dad, so I changed it from Ike because everybody just started calling him Ike. So my middle name used to be Liddell. Oh, Liddell. wow. Yeah. Now so that's changed, getting scoop. Right. So it changed it to Ike. <laughs> I like it. I like it. So. Uh, Brian, anything else you want to you want to finish up with here? Because you know we we're, want to respect your time. As we're going to get ready to wrap up, my question to you is: Are we on the stairway to seven? Do we need to go ahead and book you now for Super Bowl week to talk about the Steelers yeah, in the Super I, Bowl? I, I, I said if seven if seven stay healthy, seven seven will help us get seven. All right. So uh, we're going to mark it down now. You'll hang out with a Super Bowl week, right? 100%. I got y'all. We good. Y'all right down the street. This in uh, Tampa, right? Well, actually, we're in Pit- we're uh, we're in Maryland, but yeah. we're in Pittsburgh. Uh... No, I'm talking about the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, who's man. down the street from you? You don't care. Oh, we'll come down for you. <laughs> yeah. We'll hang out with you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll have you on the show, too. Oh, no problem. That, that's easy money. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Ike Taylor, thank you so much. Um, XCDB puts in $2 and says, go Steelers. Ike, you are awesome. Ike's coming from Canada there too. So that's, excuse me, uh, XCDB's coming from Canada there too. We have a lot of great fans uh, that uh, we're so glad to have you here today. Um, Dave, want to wrap us up? Yeah, well, I just have to say, I'm surprised Brian didn't bring up his thing. Brian still says you were the man who were was ahead of your time. You had the terrible towel mask before anything came down with COVID. Um, <laughs> that that you know you you were you know he he wanted to he wanted to ask you some stock questions maybe when we here. <laughs> you seem to understand how these things go. Um, right. You can see I got my own mask that I, I like to wear, um, but yours is pretty good. But we just really want to thank you for the time that, that you gave us here today, and um, the the live chat just constantly coming through. Thank you, Ike. You're the man. We really appreciate it. Love, lo- love that you took the time out here uh, with us. So with that, we just, a- anything else do you want to say to Steelers Nation while, while you had the chance? I'm a Yenza for life. That's, <laughs> that sounds exactly, that's good, good re- answer there, Brian. That's just applause right there. So um, well, for behalf of Behind the Steel Curtain, we just want to thank you again for coming with us and uh, uh for those of you that are that are tuning in, make sure that you uh, subscribe to the channel and uh, and turn on your notifications. So that way, we know uh, anytime that we're going live. And as of course, always make sure you're checking out behindthesteelcurtain.com, your one stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. And we'll see you next time.